Hello, listener. Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Colombaro. I'm super glad that you're tuning back in today. I want to say thank you very much for listening at all. Giving your ear holes my voice is fucking crazy. And thank you very much for listening. Or if you shouted me out or anything, I really appreciate that. But please keep sharing the show if you'd like, because I want to have more people on here that are local to the area. So feel free to do that. My guest today is the one, the only, Nick Chagoya. He's a local artist, a really good friend of mine, and a bright individual. I really enjoy the conversations that him and I have at times, so I love having him back on the Symbiosis Now podcast so we can share those conversations with other people. Mind you, it's pretty normal, average conversation, I imagine. I'd only hope, because I really hope that people are having conversation out there in the world. So I'm glad that you found us today here on the Symbiosis Now podcast, and hopefully... That will inspire you on your conversational escapades. But before I bring Nick on, I want to shout him out a little more extra than that. You could follow him on Twitter at Nikos, N-I-C-O-S, underscore world with a U, -U W-U-R-L-D. Follow him there on Twitter. He's got some cool art that he reposts and shit at certain points throughout this episode. Maybe we went down too many rabbit holes, but I don't consider them rabbit holes. I feel like they're not conspiratorial. They're just a genuine conversation, my friend. So thank you once again for tuning into the Symbiosis Now podcast. And without further ado, we have Nick Chagoya joining us. concern is is that we don't feel our own life and our own interest anymore it's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow What's on the mind of Nick Chagoya lately? I try not to have that much in my mind, you know? I don't know, but it's kind of hard to get shit out of your mind. I think when you're really, when you're really thinking about shit, sometimes it's hard to just get stuff out of your mind, you know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and you use it on, you use art to do that? Um... No, not not necessarily. Nah. Um, it's just sometimes I I can find myself thinking about things, you know, like just things that like don't really matter to you or to anyone else or well, to the scheme of existence. Or yeah, to the what do you mean of, to the scheme of existence? Why? Because it's not quantified as physics, like <laughs> understanding a Pythagorean theorem or something. No, <laughs> because like. Sometimes people can get trapped in their own thoughts, you know? Yeah. And it can be a deadly place if you're really, you know, thinking too much because that can lead to depression, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that's what we constantly battle all the time. Yeah. Every one of us, you know, we we kind of battle depression all the time. 
but most of it is like derived from like the thoughts inside of our head you know because we're thinking about these things constantly and we're always feeling the way that they make us feel because we keep thinking of it you know even if we're not even in the moment that you know these depressive episodes have you know been from you know like past trauma or like you know regret or anything you know that would make you and lead to depression but it's um a constant battle you know yeah in your head when you're really trying to get through it because it's hard not to think about these things yeah because sometimes they upset us so entirely that it kind of you know separates us from reality you know thinking about them just yeah. thinking about it kind of just takes us away from what's happening right in front of us whatever we're in you know the environment we're actually in during the present moment of our existence is completely separated from our lives yeah because of our thoughts yeah. because we think about these things that make us feel so you know bad or miserable or depressed you know yeah but but yeah <laughs> so is that something that you're using as an art as a coping mechanism for <laughs> what to get over that kind of shit that you the thoughts that you have like at those times no I mean that's what I'm saying I'm, I've been more mindful of it uh huh cause we all have them yeah but I'm trying everybody to everybody be... go like has these weird things that they think about that if we really put the light up to it you'd be like oh wait you don't think about that <laughs> like so many other people would be like wait you never thought about that guy fucking that <laughs> like you know I don't know bro like people think about weird shit like yeah. uh, non-stop but that's like, even you, you don't that know even, what's going on between that even gets else's really... ears unless you're talking to them <laughs> that's true <laughs> and even then like, you could be bullshitting the fuck out of me Nick you could be not even really here you could just be high on cannabis <laughs> talking a bunch of shit but and dude, then you're just oh, I'm autopilot but you're not bro you're here but Tyler, I kind of think I know what's going on inside your mind. I'm trying to understand it. By conversation, we like try to understand each other. Yeah. What's inside our head. That's true. Like really. We're using words to do it. But hand gestures and pats on the back. <laughs> but the ideas that we're exchanging mm. are like fluid. They're like the internet or some shit. That's true. That's true. They're like Wi-Fi. Like in between. Like telekinesis. <laughs> or not telekinesis. But tele pathic kind of we just use words to describe how we feel to each other you know and then and then, we, use and then we understand it dude and people use art that's true to describe that to describe and that's what why people are like that's impactful you know yeah. they feel like it's in oh, all that's an art piece that fucking vincent van gogh oh no he's the man <laughs> but that's all hidden you know? meaning to the way they feel yeah exactly it, it, it derives from the way the artist feels at the time of that they painted that that painting or if they created that artwork, you know? It all goes back to the way that they went about their existence, the way that they felt about their lives, you know? And painting yeah. and painting is what separated them from their thoughts. Painting is what separated them from, you know, the things that make them miserable in life. But I feel like artists, they have to tap into this, like, spiritual, like essence that sorry i'm getting too close on um but they tap into this like spiritual essence within themselves that helps and creates that piece of artwork just like 
every other person who's good at a certain thing, like, you know, like a person who's really good at guitar, they, they kind of get into this, like, you know, like separate existence, you know, in order to get there, you know, they get away from their mind, they, they get out of their mind when they like play music or they get out of their mind. Or is when it they a do different artwork. place in their mind that maybe is not stimulated enough in our modern world? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what yeah. I often kind of feel like. I think that we all have some pretty interesting parts of our brain that we just probably don't ever exercise. Exactly. We just got used to like learning how to read and write and shit like a hundred years ago, bro. Like, think about that. Like, people be believing in so much scripture and so much literature for so long, and most of them didn't even know how to read until, like, a, less than 100 years ago. Damn. And write for themselves. Other than their name, maybe. Hmm. Think about that. Maybe I'm hella undercutting, but, like, let's be honest. People were hella fucking dumb. Right now, just saying, the average person that went to public school is pretty fucking intelligent. Like, to be able to read and write and do basic math is super valuable worldwide. You know, mm-hmm. and so a hundred years ago, it wasn't the same math. I think that a lot of people use art to describe what's going on in their mind, and just because the other person that views that art later may it may touch them emotionally in a different way that's connected to them, but it's still connected to the artist because it the artist ultimately knew that inspiration was intertwined in it, that other yeah. people were going to perceive it the way they would, but maybe. You can get it to where there's there's only one way to perceive it, and that's more rare. But like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's certain things like there's only one way. Like, this is clearly like. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like we see it every day in like movies, you know, like people express the way they feel. Yeah. And, you know, and create stories that are kind of related to their. I would say probably their personal lives. Maybe the creators of the of the stories themselves, you know, that are written as movies. Because they have to have some kind of connection, mm-hmm. but then people—it's relatable. People, yeah, exactly. To the average people person. relate it or relate to it because it's a human feeling, you yeah. know. Yeah. These the feel, the emotions that we feel when we watch these movies are all the same. We all have the same emotions that we attach to these these things that we see. And listen, is listen it to though, or okay? So are the same emotions the same part of our brain? I think that's a valid question. Because part of our brain is thinking about or feeling kind of too, not just the body, like you know, because it's attached to thoughts, it's attached to experiences, it's attached to traumas, it's attached to triggers. Yeah. You know? So what's the difference? Is it the brain or is it the emotion? Is emotion something separate, completely sans mind? I don't know. Is it because people would say that logic and reason are like the opposite of being emotional because you're just being superstitious kind of you're Dude, being too crazy. blow with the windy but isn't that kind of nature but humans aren't that clearly like humans have kind of gone beyond their natural capacity to just survive in the wild yeah so we have different ways and we use our mind to like achieve a level but would you say that of, your mind is separate from the rest of your body or is it no, no. I'm asking. Work? I'm more asking. Like, where's where's the emotion from? Is it all in the mind? Because people mm-hmm. say it's the heart, but how is the heart is important? And I get that idea, but it's also a metaphor, mm-hmm. right? Because to have love and to be moral, you're using your brain to think mm-hmm. morally. All of it's in your head. Is it's it? just because hmm. they say mind, body, soul. So maybe that's the body Should part look feeling up? something that it should. 
versus I don't know. I don't know. Should we look like, it up? What? I don't know. Like, is emotion separate from our mind? Nah, we don't need to look it up. Fuck that. <laughs> you guys can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you could say things without really even having to think about it. And you kind of just go with the flow of whatever is even happening right in front of you and you just keep going. But then you come to a point where you just talk, I feel like, all the time. Maybe. But maybe, you know, you because your brain have, is always going. Maybe you have control of what your you're brain saying. is always thinking, though. Like, even if you're not verbalizing it, there's the difference. It's somehow I'm centered on ideas in one kind of but, like substance I'm trying to carry via words through the air and sounds into your ears for you to understand what the fuck is going on in my brain as I say it. But you can perceive without having to think. What is perception then? What you're looking at, what you're, what you're, what you feel, what you hear, everything. I thought it was from where. From where? What point of view? Yeah, I that's guess perception so. more, right? It's more the point of view of which your environment seems. And I think the humans have this weird thing about us where we can think about our environment in a multitude of ways, not just for what it is. <laughs> but the, but you but, know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. We can think about it like, oh, what about this? What if this happens? Oh, man. Like, you know? But those are our thoughts. Those are our thoughts. But but we're separate from the thoughts. Our true selves. Our true selves is so the So the person. thoughts aren't in us. They come from somewhere else. <laughs> they huh? come from the mind. But do they come from the mind? Or is there a... They come from the mind. Is there a, another type of Wi-Fi around us of thoughts? No, but... That we're having, maybe not uh, consensually sometimes. And that's why we're just like thinking about, why am I thinking about that? No, I think it's all in our mind. All right, yeah. And how much control we have from of from our mind. We have because yeah. we can control our mind, obviously. Um, we can train it, mm-hmm. but we're separate. <laughs> but our true selves are separate from our 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 mind and our thoughts because our true selves come from the person perceiving the reality of of life itself, of of the, of the thoughts happening. You know, the person that's aware that the thoughts even exist in your mind. You can actually see your thoughts. And you can see them, perceive them. That that's who you are as the person perceiving it, not the thoughts themselves, because the thoughts are separate. You you're not the thoughts that you're thinking. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like when <laughs> I have thoughts, I do kind of vision like there's a there's like a vision there. Yeah. Like where I'm not where I'm looking at you right now and I could be thinking about a potato and like I'm visualizing <laughs> a potato with its little eyelids and yeah, well, I'm gonna peel that bitch a little bit just on the spots that are ugly. But even about like, you know, you know, maybe even the past, maybe you can find yourself think, thinking about the past constantly. Stuck there though. Stuck there. I've been there. And see like, you're not in reality though. You're not, no. you're not here. No. But are we ever in reality? We have to be though. To quantify it though. I think that's what happens to a lot of people when they get really low. That's yeah. why I'm trying to make a point is because exactly, I've been really Tyler. low. Is, is how do you quantify how you should be? On a daily basis, how should you should you be super, acceptive? Should you be super chipper? You should be acceptive of everything that happens, so you don't have to think about it. Once you accept it, then you can move forward. But it's hard to get there, you know. It's hard to yeah. well, accept a lot of that choices to, us. to accept, and that's I think that's what I mean. Like a lot of us humans, we struggle with acceptance because we don't want to actually take responsibility for what that means and and shape to that form in which it needs to be and we could and we have to 
in order if to we go don't, forward. We kind of yeah. just kind of keep chilling and like I don't know, but people still stay alive. Mm. And what I go back to again is how can you quantify how someone should live, how one should morally conceive of the world. I don't think you, I don't think perceive you, the world. I don't think you have to choose for people. I feel like you have to choose for yourself, so that others can do that as well. Well, luckily we have the <laughs> good red, white, and blue to protect that freedom. <laughs> I agree, though, kind of, because the truth is, is here, we can just keep talking about this shit. But in other places of the world, bro, like, we'd be shut down, they come in, black bag, boom, out. Nick, you're gone. No more art. Tyler, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. You're going in the hole for 90 days. You know what I mean? But we can. So, we're taking advantage of it. You hear that, listener? <laughs> taking advantage of it. We're trying to inspire the symbiotic connections and the conversations because, man, I feel like the last year and a half have been dwindling. People are just like literally only communicate through words on a screen. And I get that. There's so much missing from the conversation. At least so audiologically, as long as we, we speak pretty eloquently, then we'll be all right. But if we just, ah, ugh, no one wants to listen to that shit. Well, we gotta be here. <laughs> gotta be here now? Be here now. Right yeah, now. That's some hippie shit that I fell into when I was about 19, 18, 19. Be here now. And I like the idea. Still to this day, I keep going back and forth. It's kind of like Buddhist, Taoist, all this shit, right? But the reality is, is to be here now sometimes means that you're thinking about the past right here, right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where the brain, like for me, because I think about all these exits and these alternatives, it's hard to just be like, yeah, I know it's going to get me through this depressive episode. Like, you know, so I know the few things that work for me. And I just hope that anyone listening, if you struggle with that, get the help you need and trust in yourself at a certain point on what that help is. Because even if some people go, what? You got to get the right help. Mm hmm. And if that's painting, drawing, I don't know, doing a bunch of extracurricular activities and shit. I garden as fuck. I turn it into like, try to turn it into my career and I kind of realize it's been a therapy for me all these years and now I'm trying to like monetize it, you know? Mm. But I will because I like it that much, you know? But not because of that. Mm. But everyone around here wants to monetize big ag because that's all there is big money at stake you know not because it's the right thing to do and we got to feed people a wide variety of crops you know mm. you go to the grocery store here you go to the grocery store in fresno you go to the fucking grocery store in stockton you go to the grocery store in fucking sacramento they're gonna have most of the same vegetables there whether they're organic they're different brands from sourced from different areas whatever but they're gonna be most of the same things broccoli Cucumber, maybe the English cucumber if you're lucky. Parsley, you know they'll have like the few things like carrots, potatoes. Mm. They're not gonna have like fresh figs, fresh frigs. You can't even really get fresh. Like you know what I'm saying? There's so much outside of the box that we miss out on because of the convenience of going to the grocery store. So we actually get to choose. From a few options that are good options. Oranges, grapes, all this stuff, they're good options. But if you ever notice the good shit, like berries and shit, they're expensive. And if you don't have that money, you're not going to spend that. 
you know? Hmm. So, either way, we only have choices from certain foods that have been monetized based off their convenience and their shelf life. Like apples. There's a lot of varieties of apples out there. But there's certain apples that you got to eat like right away because they start going bad. But most apples we get that you get at the grocery store, like the ones on my counter that I've had from the grocery store for at least a month now, and they look the same as when I bought them, is because they they just naturally have like a good shelf life. Like Granny Smith, you know? Why does that happen? It's just a certain breeds, they you know? And the way that they've bred them, but also like breeds over time, if they breed them a certain way, to have a longer shelf life so that most of them go to market, there's less waste. Mm. You know, then that's the goal, and that's what everything has become. Mm. Not to be the most nutritious apple, to be the most long term, to at least be sold. And it is food. I'm not saying it's not food. It's just you know, this is what we trade off. But does anyone is anyone gonna get inspired off this whack ass conversation of Tyler trying to explain how he feels? To go plant a bunch of trees in their yard and all this shit? I believe so. Maybe, but probably not. And that's okay. But the reality is, <laughs> is we're missing out on those things. And that's okay. But we're choosing to go this way. We don't think about that aspect of our everyday life very much. No. And it affects everything. You are what you eat. So it's really interesting that we just continue to kind of go in the cycle. But we don't really have an out. It's what's most financially feasible because most people have to work. They don't have time to tend a garden or farm all day unless that's their job. Hmm. And I totally get it. It's just, man, like we're missing out on a lot of right in front of our face shit that could affect the entire outcome of how we think, how we live. And our reality is... And our reality. Is what we perceive. And they're taking that away from us. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I just hate them. I hate, I them. hate they too. Because no matter what source, Fox News, CNN, ABC, da, 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 da. it doesn't matter. Newsmax, like all of them, they don't, you know, it's always the other guy that's the fucking devil. It's like the old school way of swaying votes. Like, it's, he's the devil. I've seen him fooling around with the, the whore down the street. They're like, oh. You did? And he goes, that's a sham. I didn't fuck her. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we have now. Like with Matt Gase, like, whoa, no. Like, you know, bro, if you're at Dean Ecstasy and you're trying to get hookers and fuck them and shit, hey, all right. But the reality is apparently that's not exactly what happened. And a man like that, why can't he just pull some pussy? Why can't he have like the girls that like he calls every weekend? When you have that much money and you're a congressman and shit. Oh, wait, but you have a family. Oh, I don't know if he does, but the reality is, is like people are bitching at they and this person. Oh, look at what he did, you know, but man, how much we're missing out on thinking about anything else besides what this person does in their, in their time. Hmm. The problem is, is if we were to just be chill and let everyone do whatever the fuck they want, we'd have Matt Gates times a thousand all the time, you know? So there has to be a line in the sand somewhere where humanity won't make it if we just let everyone free, rant and rave, do whatever they want. So they have to Lives have Lives at stake. There's a lot at stake every day. 
And we're in the system. To where even if we get hurt, but we have to go to the hospital, we're in a system. And like, you have insurance. Oh, well, you know, you don't have insurance right now, huh? Like, okay, you know. Hmm. We'll take you anyways, but it's the bill, you know. It's wild, isn't it? It's wild. But we can't afford it. From the day we're born. Best country in the world, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I can't afford it. And I've worked hard my whole life. I've worked over 10 years. I'm only 26. About to be 27. Fucking young still, but I feel old. But I have, like, no money. You know, just barely getting by. So it's interesting because I put a lot of gas in the tank. Burned a lot of fuel. And I'm kind of just still here. And I, I'm pretty wise with my money. I'm pretty wise with a lot of things. But the reality is, is we're all in this situation. And everyone's just doing the best they can. Yeah. And it's hard enough to just get going. So people that fall down, if they have drug issues, and they, they have to actually take the time to get their shit centered to implement back into getting a job again and doing all the shit that kind of sucks. Makes mm. you want to use if you're a user. You know what I mean? Mm. It's hard to get back into that cycle. It has to be like a break of, of reality to shift your reality, your perception of who you are mm. and how you can make this work. Mm. You know? Because otherwise, people are just doomed to keep going using. Yeah. You know? But we don't have congressmen and people talking about that saying, hey, we should... Really help some Dude, of these imagine, people out. Imagine if they, imagine if we did though. That'd be, that'd be incredible. If people kind of talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but they don't. I don't know why. Why don't they? It's kind of like <laughs> why people keep asking me why I don't want to get the vaccine. It's like, dude, look, whoa, 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 it's not that I don't. It's just I'm not getting it right now. Like I'm not mentally. Like I don't, you know. And this is why. Not because the vaccine is bad and it's going to make us all get cancer and all that, all this anti-vaxxer shit. No, because ever since the pandemic popped off, there was zero talk about promoting health and taking certain vitamins and making sure you're getting sunlight. In fact, in California, it was like, stay inside. Fucking, you know, and even though most people yeah, didn't listen in our area, a lot of places people did. <laughs> and so in a way... There's been no promotion of proper health saying to the obese people, like saying, hey, maybe you need to drop a little weight because you're the most affected part of the population. You know, they've said that, but not like sternly and been like, hey, there's going to be assistance with that. You know, we have trainers that like people don't tell me people don't go to school for like physiology and like uh, uh, what's the other one where they like do like physical like uh, physical therapy and shit like that. Mm. You know what I mean? You could give all those kids jobs. They're looking for a job. They want to be a personal trainer. They want to be this. Mm -hmm. You know, you could give them a job. And yeah, it's governmental money. Where's that money come from? Well, hey, you pay all these taxes for all this other shit. It needs to happen. You know? Dang, dude. <laughs> you could give those, you know, I'm just saying. And then you could have a situation where people are actually like helping instead of just sitting around waiting to just get any job that's available that has nothing to do with what they went to school with or what they like or anything. Damn, but think that's about, how I feel sometimes. Think about like the government we had during all this, though. It's all divided, you know? But the government shouldn't have so much power over anything. That's the problem. We but don't want to rely like, on the government for really anything if we could. I know, but... Because like, when it gets like in people there... people have a reliance. Society has a reliance on the government. Well, we've been conditioned in ways to do so, I think. Just yeah. by films, just by a lot of things. You know, people could argue whatever, but that's the reality. Yep. But back to me saying why I don't really want to get the vaccine. is just because there was no other promotion of health and all those other, other options... Really much, mm -hmm. unless you you sought it out elsewhere. But then a lot of things started getting restricted because it was going against CDC. Blah, blah, blah. 
You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people are in front of that somehow. Just like, I don't mean to somehow tie in the cannabis industry, but just like the cannabis industry is way ahead of any agricultural industry. Mm-hmm. Because they, I don't know, they did wonders. Yeah. And so I don't want to take the vaccine ultimately because there's going to be no other option besides since day one saying there's a vaccine coming though. Don't forget, you're going to have to get it. This forced compliance, this idea that you have to do something and that's the only option makes me feel sick in of itself. Mm. Especially because as in California, we never had a, a say. They told us two weeks, it went into a month and then it just became a year now and really didn't lift a lot of things. A lot of our restaurants are still outside, which is cool, but bro, they're barely making it work. And it's, this is ridiculous almost at this point that we're just like suppressing everyone. No one feels as free as they used to. A lot of people forgot they're even wearing the mask. I know I do throughout my day job. You know, forget it's on there. I'm all right next to people. They're handing me their little greasy bolts. They're holding me, they give me the little toilet flusher that's like, what the fuck? It's probably got their shit fingers all over it for like 10 years. <laughs> oh, see, amigo. Este parte están aquí. You know what I mean? Take them down there. Blah, blah, blah. And I just touch their shit fucking lever. Like, you know what I mean? I talk to a lot of people and they just, dude, it's almost like they don't even, they don't care. So part of me sometimes kind of feel like, why are we wearing a mask if you're all up in my fucking personal space and shit? And then forcing me to have to touch your shit. You come in with this dirty ass part. Like, oh, I need help, bro. It's like, okay, let's do this. But fuck. You know, why are we wearing a mask if you don't care about any other precaution at all? Hmm. Mask around our nose or, you know, it's almost kind of like we're kind of joking because what's making us completely, you know, safe being right next to each other. Like when I went on an airplane back in like fucking December or some shit, like I was right next to an old lady on the airplane. But in the airport, I have to stand so far away. I have to wait for other people to go through security before I go. You know, but then I get on the airplane, I'm sitting shoulder to shoulder with this old lady who's just talking to me. We're just talking and the air is blowing on my eyes from above. That's just the same air that everyone else is breathing and shit, you know. And as long as you have something covering your face, they don't care how thick it is. They don't give a shit, you know, it has those little vents on there that don't do anything. They're just basically like it looks like you're covering your face. The level that we've gone to to comply instead of actually care about the precaution part of it, you know. I guess what I'm saying is more like what I've seen in society and people around me that they don't believe in it. They Most people are like – they don't even know what to do. They just want to be told what to do and that's scary to me because I don't want to be in that bracket of just being told what to do then. Hmm. We've seen that this whole year. We've seen it for a long time but this is just like another level where worldwide everyone can understand that level of like suppression kind of of things and talk about mental health. Everyone now is talking about it finally. But does anyone really still care that much? Yeah, more people do because they've seen it more now. But, you know, it's kind of like when people have cancer, like, oh, that's so sorry. That's crazy. I didn't know. You know, what are you supposed to say? What are you supposed to do? Help that person? Hmm. A lot of people can't help other people other than having conversations here and there, you know? Well, some people aren't even aware that they're like... That's true. That they, they, they too have, you know, issues with that as well as they do. You know, it's true. And I 
feel like it's more common than ever that people are, you know, coming to terms with the fact that, you know, they have to really look into their into their minds and, you know, find that aspect about that, you know, and what they can do to, to help that. Because we all go through it. I feel like it's just a human thing, you know. We want to say that it's like, you know, something that's not who you are, but I feel like everyone is going through these things inside their mind that weigh heavily on their existence, you know? Yeah, and then check this out. Because we're talking about all this, like, different point of view and what's going on in the mind, but then, you know, people that are, like, on the spectrum, they think differently in mm-hmm. the same position, same household maybe as you, same classroom as you, but they think differently. They're in the same environment. Mm-hmm. Their perception is widely different, different than, quote-unquote, the average brain of where it, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard to call people even disabled sometimes in a way because everyone's just ha- they're they're living in a different perspective. Yeah, I've had that sense forever. Mm-hmm. People that didn't make sense in the tribe, like yeah, that's Tommy. He keeps hitting himself in the head all day. Yeah, and he, he doesn't know how to hunt, but we're still feed him. He's part of the family. Like you know what I mean? It's wild. But like, it wasn't like they were like throw him out. I mean, unless you're in Spartan. Dude, back then they Sparta. did. Yeah, back then, they <laughs> like, you know? back then they didn't even care. Maybe dude. you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Maybe I'm I'm just making a false argument. <laughs> but, um, but dude, like, back then they didn't even care about people who are, like, really, like, mentally, like, disabled, you know? They didn't yeah. care for that. Yeah. They didn't care for any, like, you know, whatever they deemed worthy of being, you know, perfect in their eyes. They didn't care for anything that didn't seem normal in their heart, you know? Not even in their heart, in their mind. They didn't was care. that based off of perspective, though, clearly? Off of absolute survival, what's best for the tribe, what's best for their civilization, mm-hmm. you know, to an extreme. Because they were more confronted with the elements of of Earth, really, than side, instead of just sitting in here in my room all chill with Lila, our dogs. They were really the out there. They were really out there. <laughs> yeah. You know? Even if it was like a badass, like, hut or like a badass, like, dugout type thing mm. with like adobe clay and shit it's still like that's still hard living it don't like there's no heater or cooler in there like you know so there was much more of an appreciation for I think obviously spiritual connection yeah and cause clearly we see that a lot in the ancients yeah. and maybe less intellectual but at the same time, how does the mind perceive without intellect? Maybe the intellect's just a part of our brain that we exercise an incredible amount every day. Too much. Too much. Maybe. Just mm-hmm. like uh, when the hypothalamus or never in just, the middle. We've like just it, never it gets, been taught how to use it, though. Like Maybe when the thalamus gets over overexerted, like when you, like you were saying, thinking about something too much, it doesn't know how to change out of that loop. It stays in that loop. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the brain kind of seems like forms to that. That's meant for in the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? To detach them is hard now because you don't want to completely ignore it. Yeah. How do you deal with it when it's not right in front of your face? Well, what if we have to... Well, actually, we need our mind to to think about the past or like anticipate what's going to happen in the future. Because we can see the future happen in our minds too as well, you know? Yeah, as if we could... Yeah, as if as we as can if predict really what will there. happen next. Is it another reality that we're perceiving? <laughs> Maybe. It could exist. <laughs> but, um... Maybe, but, we, but sometimes but, it's pure fantasy. It's like, dude, that would—that's not gonna happen. The odds are so out of character. Like, that's not gonna happen. But sometimes we think about things that are possibly yeah. likely, actually. 
You know what I mean? And we're pretty spot on sometimes. Sometimes. We're fucking spot on. You got to trust your gut sometimes, bro. Later, even if months or years later you find out, wow, I was fucking right. You got to trust your gut sometimes. You got to know. You'll know. But that's what I'm like saying is that like we can use those abilities that we have with our mind to help what we do right now, you know? Yeah. What we do here in the present. We use that. We use our experience of what happened in our past to make decisions we make now. And we have to think about what might happen in the future so that we can understand what we can do now. You know? Yeah. It's interesting to be able to perceive in a way like that. <laughs> like the past and the future. Simultaneously at the same time. Even if they're not accurate to what actually happens. <laughs> it once again is like the the thought Ethernet. Like the, the, the mind, the, the ideas are floating around. You know? And if you hold on to it for a while, it'll stay with you. And your brain will conform to it. But if you, you know, let it go and you decide all of a sudden that there's room, it's almost like pressures. Like now that you release this thought, another one takes its place. They're like clouds. Kind of like with substance <laughs> abuse. It Often if you use substances like heroin or something and you do your rehab for a while and then you get out and you're like, all right, well, I'm doing good. But, you know, I need something to take the edge off. Hmm. And they start drinking a little bit. Usually they start drinking a little bit. Now they want to get fucked up. They want to feel that really like high intense feeling like heroin used to kind of feel, maybe. But if you're using it for the same reason, you just start getting all fucked up. And then you probably end up deciding one day, fuck it, I'll use a little heroin. And it's just a really fine line. It's not to be so afraid. It's just that the brain is like, I want to feel, I, I'm not, I don't want to put that feeling down. Hmm. I missed that, but I don't want to replace, I, I want to replace it with something else. Well, it won't work. But if you decide to put that feeling down and replace it with something else, maybe, yeah. But it has to be something kind of constructive. Yeah. So it's almost like no matter what, we're substituting an idea for another one. A moral stance for another one. Mm-hmm. Unless you're nihilist, where you believe in nothing. I wonder, nothing! I wonder how people like that you know? feel about life. That's crazy. But <laughs> like imagine just believing nothing. Letting every cloud that's a thought pass by, but never... Deciding to think about it. I mean, you wouldn't probably talk much. But that's what makes the universe go, you know? Is that our thoughts create what we do. You the know? universe, though? <laughs> or just a lot of things that humans do? Well, this like... Like, think about if, if humans weren't here, math would still exist. But would spaceships, would rockets going to space now? Would... Dang. Would... Would... Uh, piping going into people's homes with heaters and air conditioners and stuff? Hmm. No. Fuck no. Like humans, dude, like we've thought about all this and we've came to this level to where we've utilized what's already there to make these things for our convenience mostly. To make money mostly. Money. To maximize use of resources that we apparently feel like we own. Yeah. Because we own the planet, right? There's no other species that claims to own it, so of course we own it. You know, that kind of mentality. It's like something unique. But what if when monkeys are in the, in the forest and they're like, ooh, ah, they're really thinking like, we own this fucking bitch. We own this. Tommy, with me? Yeah. I fucking own this bitch. You know what I mean? 
But instead, we're like over here like, this is our country. This is our land. Build walls around it. You know? It's like the same thing. You know? It's very ego-driven. There's less thought behind it. Yeah. The reality is, is if there's... We, we see countries, right, on a map or on a globe, and there's like lines or they're different colors to really see where that line is. When you're out there in the middle of the desert between Nevada and Arizona, you don't fucking know where the line is. You're just out there in the middle of fucking desert. There's not this big white line that they painted across to be like, this is Arizona, bitch, and that's Nevada. No, like there's nowhere like that, you know? The only places that do that basically destroy ecology because they destroy the way that animals can like travel and shit and pollens and flowers and yada yada bees and all this shit can travel and actually be an ecosystem the idea that we want to put walls up is like i think that it's it's an idea that is not only half-baked it's it's a band-aid that doesn't even really become a band-aid it becomes like an obstacle that is almost not useless but because it'd be useful but like at the same time you're just creating like another black market to get around that, you know, mm. in the long run. You know, they're not dealing with the idea that like, of course, these people are, are fucking oppressed and it's fucked down there in Mexico. And if they want to come up here, we should make it easier, apparently. And you could say, oh, well, fuck, we take in all, way too many people. This is the lay of the land. There's all these resources, apparently. And most of these folks have money. So what's the problem? You know what I mean? In fact, you're you're missing out, federal government. You're missing out uh, because you're not making any tax dollars off them. And I think that's why people are mad the most. Because they pay tax dollars to pay for people that don't pay taxes in a lot of ways. Hmm. It makes this uh, – my idea that, that I feel like people should just live free, man. And someone's idea of, oh, no, we have to lock it down. We can't just let anyone come anywhere. What are you fucking crazy? There's like, those are two extreme polar opposites. But to shift your mind from one to the other is not easy because they're so polarly opposite. But when you come to compromises between those polar opposites, each mind generally shifts to like, oh, this isn't a appeasing medium zone here with what we can do about the situation. Hmm. You know? But not enough of that conversation actually happening. As we see, yeah, the Democrats are going to all vote no on this one, and then they all do. All Democrats vote yes. It's like, wait, this is this even, like, this is, like, I get it. It's supposed to be checks and balances, kind of, but, like, shouldn't be that half and half. Where all your, like, some of people on your side should sway. Some people on your sh- side should sway. It should the be- idea that you have to cling so hard to one side or the other is never going to work. I feel like it's woven into the fabric of... Of our quote-unquote constitution. I really think that this document actually was magnificent. But magnificent in a a way that people don't understand. It's it's perpetual. It's to perpetually have a relationship where those people that have a social security number, whatever you want to call it, that live in that nation ultimately are like bound and tied to this paper. And it's their job to change it as time goes on, right? It's like we're perpetuated to it. That's why it's beautiful. It's almost like the forefathers, like how they were deistic, most of them, where they felt like it was like the, like God was more like he showed up and he made the universe and then he was out. And he was like onto another universe or some other thing out there. 
or like we're just in a petri dish it's one experiment in the unknown amount you know is that what you think no i don't know but i, I sometimes what do you think tyler i think that kind of i think that honestly like what's to say that the god that created all this is listening all the time because that one sounds like the devil the one that's always listening one that's always trying to tell you what you should and should not do. Maybe that is the devil. I mean, that's a lot, bro. Your moral compass is supposed to tell you what's like fair game and not. Hmm. But I don't know. Because everyone has their different opinion. But yeah, sometimes I wonder. has their different opinion. Because we can't explain a lot. And that, yeah, maybe it was all created by something. But at that point, it's just forever going. Until... They pull that Petri dish out of the refrigerator Dang. and they fucking destroy it and put it in the autoclave to, to sanitize it because it's no longer the right fit. The humans on that Petri dish <laughs> were like the fungus on another one. It, it grew over the Petri dish. Hmm. They, they blew it up, you know. I don't know. But the idea of the f- founding fathers of the Constitution and shit of the United States, they were they thought like that. Like, right? So when they made this this epic-ass fucking piece of paper, that of course they thought about shit like that. Like, how can we perpetuate this? Like, as if it's now a seed planted that will never not grow almost. Because as long as people are down to continue to buy into this, they are bound to it perpetually. till the day they die. Damn. Nation over your own self, like they were pushing in, like, the early 1900s. You know? Like, God bless this nation and, like, nation over you. Like, a lot of people that are very, um, I guess you call it nationalistic, hmm. most people are, like, it's woven into them, you know. But the reality is, is they're very, like, they're married to this idea that Nash, the nation itself has, it's more valuable than you or anyone in your house or anything. And I get that because it's kind of this empathy, this kind of... Uh, this noble aspect. But mean? most people don't give a fuck about their neighbor even, bro. So if we're living so free and we care so much, but we can't even talk to our neighbors, it sounds like a front. And it sounds dangerous. It sounds like a way to somehow monetize a lot of things over a long period of time. Hmm. You know how people say that China plays the long game because <laughs> they're not worried about it. Their dynasties will continue. I feel like the United States' long game is just to monetize long term. And we're just like dollar bills. We're each a penny in the whole thing. How long do you think it'll last? I I don't know. Because it depends, right? Because it doesn't mean that what what is considered lasting, that it's still a country but much smaller. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like the rest of it's now France or some other country. I don't know. West United States. East United States of America. It could be, you know, it could be north and south, like they tried to do. But then, what would happen? Say, life, time would still go on. The earth would still go around. <laughs> no, would, animals like, and plants would still grow and live mm-hmm. and die. I know, but like, say, like the government wasn't involved with us. What do you think would happen? Like, I'll say this: if the aliens came, like seriously, like if there was actual aliens, and they were like. They're like, I'm taking all you motherfuckers. Come on. <laughs> would the government yeah. really be able to save us? Do they? Right. What if they're shooting at it and like they don't even take bullets? They're not like that. They, they don't get wounded or like somehow or hmm. some weird shit. But that's not the case though. 
No, I'm just saying. Oh, they wouldn't know what to do. And then if it just like lifts up out of the into the sky and douche is gone in like 30 seconds. Like out of our atmosphere. Like boosh. That there's no military that's gonna be able to protect humanity against mm-hmm. something like that. But yet it's woven into our mind to think that if that happened, the military's coming, they're gonna save us all. No way. They can try that. But in the movies, it's always like that. Like even in Transformers, like we gotta contact the military. They already know about the Transformers. They already know. Like you know what I mean? Maybe they got us used to that by like, showing ah, us these movies and Yes, that's what I think. Because <laughs> why else? I mean, so many things. But not because there's aliens that are bound to come. It's this idea to put something greater than even God itself to you. The military will step in and save us. This idea, you know, it's not true. And, and it's not supposed to be true. But this idea that people like, like just like when people, I'm going to call the cops to be safe. It could go, it could go either way. Sometimes they turn the fork around on you, you know. Especially if someone's getting out of control and they want to call cops on something or some crazy shit like that, you know. But the reality is, is a lot of people want to see a better world, but we're always living in another part of our brain to where it's almost like we're used to the world never being a better place. People don't realize it. Even though it's the same world that's still going around. It's their own world. Yeah. They choose to live in. Yeah. What world do you choose to live in? The world where I am. We share worlds, though. <laughs> We're all sharing the world. We do. <laughs> Even with everything we see, and you know, everything that's here and alive with us, it's all the same thing, you know? Yeah. Woo! What an interesting conversation me and Nick usually tend to have, right? Super glad that you tuned in to listen to our crazy shit. Hope you didn't get lost in our Twilight conversation. We did smoke a little bit of cannabis before, so we might have got lost in the weeds. You know what I mean? But most likely, I think that most people would find a lot of substance and value to that conversation. Now that I'm editing it sober, I still agree. So I wanted to share it with you. Thank you so much. For listening to the Symbiosis Now podcast, please follow us on Instagram at symbiosisnow.podcast. Subscribe to the show. Shout us out if you want. Ask me questions. I'm at bro dude man on Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 whatever the fuck you do. Find me out there somewhere. Tyler Colombero is the real name behind the handle on Twitter. Also, be sure to remember, it's important to have good conversation on a daily basis. I really do think it heals. It's helped me out a lot. Be sure to follow Nick Chagoya. Thank you for listening. We'll see who we have on next time for the Symbiosis Now podcast. You reek of paranoia. What are you, smoking pot?